0: This is Gresh and Fourier. Last chance here, Poole lets it fly,
1: and that's it. Wow, what a game.
0: Austin
2: with a flurry, late in the fourth, carried it over to the overtime. And they win it 121-118.
0: Andy Gresh.
2: New York, New
1: York, the Bruins sweep. 3-1 the final. Well, if you get a chance to watch these Bruins play in the last two nights, you knew they were a good team. The statistics tell you just how good they are in every category across the board, but what jumps out at you in the last two nights? They got the best goaltending tandem in the league. Christian
0: Fourier. Uh, you're going to need games like this, right? You know, it's going to be a handful of playoff games where you don't necessarily shoot the ball well, maybe even on the road, right? Uh, you know, forty percent 73 percent from the free throw line you know 17 turnovers and still
3: still find a way to win right um so i think that just shows the the depth of our team that on a below average night uh, for us we can still find a way to to win and you know that's all that matters at the end of the night did you win or did you lose gresh and
0: fourier right now
1: i think the patriots are right now where the dolphins were with tua tunga last year where they really didn't have answers on who they have as a quarterback to the point where they're ready to make a decision on potentially a $30 million, 50-year option or extending the guy. And so now, in his third offseason, they've got to do things to try to put pieces around him where they can get clarity on the quarterback. One way to do that is to go with the safest guy, the safest pick, as your offensive coordinator, and that's very clearly Bill. on.
2: On WEEI. Final hour of our week here on this Friday, aggression Fourier 104. Mego and Arcan coming up at uh, two o'clock, and well, we've got playoff football, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we, we have do. four. It's really amazing that we have been able to talk about so many different things, and we really all week long, Fourier, have not done a deep dive into these four playoff games. And you want to talk about them with us? Grab a line, 617 779 7 Celtics were winners last night. They'll be in Toronto on Saturday. Bruins beat the Rangers last night. They'll be in San Jose on Sunday. So we'll have some Celtics and Bruins to get to whenever we uh, get back in here on Monday. But let's start with the number one seeds. And look, this is the... Uh, byproduct of having the great season and being a number one seed is that you get the luxury of playing on Saturday versus playing that divisional round playoff game on Sunday. Fourier, let me start with this, though, and I want to, uh, you know, tap into your career. Okay. Even though there aren't a one and a two seed to get a bye anymore, how important is the bye Given that it's a 17 game regular season, and maybe even more than the physical standpoint, is there a real tangible benefit to having the buy from a mental standpoint?
0: See, I always thought this was interesting. So, if you if you if you're on a roll and you're playing great, and then you all of a sudden you have to stop and you're not playing again for another two weeks, sometimes you know you think ah, you know, like you, you lost all your momentum, like you were on a roll. And you don't want to stop playing like Jacksonville. I'm nervous about Jacksonville with Kansas city because Jacksonville, listen, they've, they're playing great football. They're overcoming a ton of adversity. And here come the chiefs who, you know, they've had a week off and then maybe they start off real clunky and sloppy. And maybe they, they're not like the number one offense that, that, that you hear about. And like, but like for Philly, they need the rest. Their quarterback needs the rest. Jalen hurts needs the rest. He was dealing with a shoulder injury. They they start off 8-0 and then he they took a couple losses and then he gets hurt and then he's just fighting through pain. So personally, I think you cannot look at it as a bad thing. But I do think some coaches freak out about having a bye week right before one of the biggest games of the year. They rather keep playing. They don't want any airtime, you know, uh, you know between games. But I personally what all the teams that I was on, like we never suffered from like oh we um we had to play during that uh you know we had a bye week so and we came out clunky and sloppy no we came back refreshed driven focused and like ready to go how did uh bill
2: handle uh bye week and sort of the schedule cuz normally there's an algorithm in the NFL you play on sunday You'll go in on Monday for some stuff. Players normally have Tuesday off. You're back in on Wednesday. Unless the coach throws you a bone and says, hey, I'll see you Wednesday. Then the Monday no. stuff is out the window. But when you're in that sort of, and back then for you, it was the the 16 weeks with the bye, 17 weeks of, here's how we've handled things all the time. Oh, yeah, we have a week where we're not getting ready for a game. Is there a right or wrong way of handling that?
0: I don't know if there is. I, I think it just depends on the personality of your team. So we would just have uh, you know you win, you get that first round by, uh, you just practice like a normal week. You have Saturday Sunday off. You go home, but nobody's allowed to leave. No one should be leaving town. That that's. Would well, they that tell was, you that? Oh well, if he didn't say it, at least the teams that I were on, everybody knew. Let's not be stupid about this. We like, spent the whole freaking year waiting for this opportunity. Let's not. Let's not risk our flight being canceled or somebody getting sick or you're getting. What, let's just not. Or it just looks Stuck bad. Stuck in a
2: foreign country or you know whatever,
0: right? Get drunk. Uh, who is it? Uh, place, Tony time. Romo and. Oh, oh, oh. It was. Uh, who was the tight end? Oh, 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 oh well, I can't uh, remember his name. Jason Witten. Jason Witten. They went to like Mexico or something went to, like went that? Went to Cabo. It's a quick little flight from Dallas. I and sure is like Jeff, uh, Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo. And they lost. They lost. Not, not that that had anything to do with it, right? Or you could even say, oh, look at the Giants receivers. They all went down to Florida, and they haven't won a playoff game since oh, well, until last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, They had not won a playoff game since that whole, hey, Oldo Beckham Jr. and all those receivers OBJ. on that boat down in, in Miami. But you remember it. <laughs> I just it's felt like It's like a it memory was... burden
2: for you that yeah. you remember that. So even though it doesn't stick in terms of the
0: way it would like a big loss, it's the whole, man, that's bad optics. So even like even when I think about it, so who is it? So – the 49ers played, and they played early Saturday morning, right? And then Dallas played Monday. So uh, the 49ers, who are host hosting last week, and they're hosting again this week, they'll host uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So the so the 49ers played on a Saturday morning, uh, Saturday early, Saturday early slot, and they've been off. And then Dallas Cowboys had to wait till Sunday, and they didn't play till Monday night. And now they're to go back again and play on a short week. To me, that's where it's like, what are we doing to these teams? That, to me, is the unfair advantage Mm -hmm. that the 49ers get. Well, you say, well, you know, well, you should have finished better in the conference, and that's what you get. Sorry, we're all in here to make money, and we want a Monday night game. But I think
2: because Dallas was the opponent, they were destined for Sunday anyway. Or at least, you know, like, to me, that was easy to slot in the Sunday game because their opponent was going to play on Monday night. But your point is a good one. I didn't think of it. I only think of it in terms of sort of the rest you get when it comes to the bye. Well, that's the big one. But you're right, Dallas is on, not only are they on a short week, and I know Dallas to Tampa is not the longest flight. Dallas to San Francisco is longer than that, and, like, you're getting on a plane twice and
0: trying to heal your body and get ready to play high-level football. That's a challenge. Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing is, it is interesting how teams who, they play a great regular season and they get that 12-13 win and they earn that bye, and then some team that just lightning in a bottle. They just like they're all get they're all together. They're in it. They're they're all focused and they're just they're good at everything and they're just ready for combat. And they just I mean they just now you got them just at the wrong time, right? And then maybe you're underestimating. I, I don't know. I've seen it both ways to be honest with you. I remember like the year I left Carol the year uh, I left Carolina. I retired. The very next year they end up getting the first round by had a great season. Um, and they lost in the very first game. It was like what a disaster. All that work. There's one thing to be Minnesota where you have this great regular season and then here comes the Giants and they beat you at home and you really felt like you should have had a buy, but now they only give one bye and now you have to play. That to me is just oh what a waste of a regular season. What a waste. It's really to me it's very hard. It, to me, it's the teams. If you want to really gauge like the team the last four weeks, four to five weeks of the season. Forget about what your record is, because I can sit there and look at the Bills. They've won eight in a row. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have won nine in a row. And you look at where those, like, look at where Cincinnati was at one point in time. They had, like, two wins, like, two and three or something like that. All these teams that just couldn't get out of their own way. And they just string wins together, one after the other, one after the other. You know, so I just look at that. and Carol- So that's why I look at Jacksonville, like, man, that could be a possible upset. I mean, it's a long shot. But the week off, they're playing. Look at the last two games that they won. You you think they're afraid of anything? Oh, no.
2: And Jacksonville is house money mode right now. Yeah, absolutely. House money mode. I guess the real question for me about Jacksonville is will they go to Kansas City fulfilled? Or will. This is, good. this is good enough. Hell of a year. More than farther than we thought we would go. <laughs> Such a great comeback. Everybody now, I mean, you know, one of the affiliates for the Gress show on CBS Sports Radio is Jacksonville. A lot of those people call my show late at night on Sunday night into Monday morning. They're, lo- they're feeling this team right now. And a lot of their fans are like, oh my God, just enjoy the run. Like, we're now relevant. And they feel a different kind of relevant because... When the Jags came up here to play in the AFC championship game, what was that, what, 2017, 2018? Uh, it was Blake Bortles as the quarterback. Yeah. And now that you got Trevor Lawrence, you feel a little different about the team. Here's my worry for Jacksonville. Okay. Trevor Lawrence came out with the whole, you know, boy, they're going to be as loud as, you know, well, it's loud in Jacksonville too. And it's like, ah, uh, what are you doing? You're setting yourselves up for the fans to never back off the accelerator of wanting to be loud and torture you. And if you get down early in that stadium and you can speak, how many times you play an arrowhead?
0: A lot, like twice both, well, both hands, right? Well, twice a year for seven years. Okay, I mean so, once a year for seven years when I was when I was with the Seahawks and at least two to three times with the okay. Patriots.
2: So you've been in that stadium about ten times. A lot. What's it like to be down in Arrowhead early second quarter in a playoff game? No, How loud is you're that? You're right. Place? The
0: first thing I wrote when I knew we were going to talk about this game is like, don't spot the Chiefs twenty points. You're not coming back from that. You're
2: not no. Don't spot them way. twenty points, and so, the noise will be on those fans. Those people are waiting for Trevor Lawrence to try to call a signal. On I first look
0: at it, but I look at them as a real dangerous team. I do. I look at, they haven't even put together a good four quarters yet. They haven't had a game when they played the Titans. It was clunky. It was like messy. Trevor Lawrence was terrible. They're not they good the enough sack. to do that. But second half was really good. The second half of that game last week was excellent against the Chargers. The first half, it was like, Sante Samuel had three interceptions. They had five total turnovers in that game and they were still, they shouldn't have won the game. Mm-hmm. The, the Chargers really screwed that up. So I think now you look at that and you go, wow, we're kind of resilient. Start believing it. We, we're not afraid to go in anywhere. Chiefs, that's a different animal. When you look at the Chiefs, when you talk about just their – can you keep pace with them? The Chiefs are going to come out fast. They're going to score early, probably on their first possession. You're going to be chasing your tail, trying to find Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they can score points. They can score late. They can score early. I don't know. I think the line is eight and a half points. I think What is it? Is it nine now? I'm looking at it right
2: now. So it's Jacksonville minus nine. They're minus 550 on the money line, over under 52 and a half. Jacksonville is plus nine. Oh, Jacksonville plus nine. Yes. Sorry, sorry. I, 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 well, you mentioned Kansas City, so I yeah. thought, yeah, I went yeah. with the favorite. My bad. Yeah, no,
0: that's okay. And by so, the way, Jacksonville plus four hundred on the money line. If you're feeling upset, I know we're not doing our picks, but I don't think this is. I don't think there's going to be a game this week, and that's a blowout. I, I'm almost amazed at the mm. fact that the lines. Well, That's me. Listen, I I did go five and one last week. I'm just Ooh, saying, oh, okay. Here I'm just we saying, go. I did go five and one last week. Mm. I look at these. I feel like look every. At my junk. I feel, like, yeah, I feel like that should be a rap song. Like, look, a, my junk, look at my I'm sure junk. Sure, it is. Like, nobody's come up with that yet. Um, I like listen. I, I just feel like I look at that. on like the Giants plus seven and a half, Bengals plus five. The Bengals, really? You they're, look at the way that game started the first time before Demar Hamlin. The first nine minutes of that game didn't look like the Bills had any answer for anybody on aligned. that Bengals.
2: That Bengals all lines a mess. That's got to be what it is. That's I think there's a lot of people that are leaning on that. I uh, of all the of, of the four games, yeah, Kansas City is the blowout candidate, meaning Kansas City to blow out Jacksonville, okay. win by twenty-one. I could see that happening because again, four interceptions from Trevor Lawrence in the first half. Yeah, like, to your point, not going to happen. If again. you're uh, might not, but if he throws two in the first half and and Kansas City puts up a natural touchdown, forget about it. That thing's yeah. over.
0: No. Yeah, no, and,
2: and I do think that at some point, it's not maybe as much the bubble bursts, but to me, Jacksonville has played to the absolute very, very best level that that talent on that team can. And I'm talking about all 53 on the roster. They've maxed it out. This is where they go up against, to me, a team whose hand is stamped and – Who's got a little bit to prove? Because there have been a lot of people, including on our station as well, maybe someone that I used to sit with for a period of time who love wide receivers and thought that Kansas City was going to fall apart because they lost Tyree Kill. There is a motivation for Kansas City to be like, we're a wagon now. We can let guys like that go, and our quarterback is good enough to still put a ton of points on the board. We'll continue with the playoff talk. Join us. Now, more Gresham Fourier
0: on WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
2: Uh
0: huh, uh huh. Rihanna. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Good girl going bad. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: Take three.
2: Uh-huh. Action. In the city of brotherly hate, tomorrow night at eight fifteen, 15, the Philadelphia Eagles Fourier are the number one seed in the NFC. They will host the New York Giants. I have a much better feeling about the Giants staying within distance of Philadelphia than I do Jacksonville hanging around against Kansas City. Uh, What do you make of the Giants, the heater that they're on, the game that Daniel Jones played? Can he follow it up? Yeah. And if you're Dayball, do you got anything left in terms of tricks up your
0: sleeve? See, thinking about this game, there really isn't, the Giants should not be able to win this game. Correct. They should not be able to win this game. You look at the, what Daniel Jones did, and you say, good job. Brian Dable did an excellent job like mentoring him and changing him. You turned him into a player, right? So they throw the ball all over the place. Uh, one time they played Minnesota, then a couple weeks later, they they he runs all over the place. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that that offensive, uh, those options are going to be around because the Philly defense is unbelievable. They're even better getting after the quarterback. Well, that's the real problem. They're really good. They have 70 sacks. The Eagles have 70 sacks. That leads the league. That's the third most in NFL history. I don't know how many guys they have with 10 or more sacks. It's remarkable. They're just as good against the run as they are against the pass. So this is going to turn into coaching. I'm going to put this strictly on coaching and i'm trying to figure out how brian dable can somehow i don't know channel his inner bill like how does he keep this close how does he manage this game where it's not a blowout jalen hurts with more rest jalen hurts with uh, feeling better with his shoulder you know who is going to sit there and guard aj brown and devonte smith they got so many weapons they're so good on in all three phases it's going to have to be coaching that's I, after looking at every last thing you go, well, you know, are the Eagles limping into the playoffs? Well, not really. Jalen Hurts was really the only one. So coaching, I think, is going to matter in this game. How do you how do you speed the game up, Gresh, if you're the Giants? Because you don't want their offense to have as, as many opportunities. But at the same time, <sighs> you can't go tackle for loss, tackle for loss, third and 16. Like Daniel Jones, he won't survive. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do quick throws. I'm going to do uh, crossing routes. Yeah, all that stuff. No, no, they can play zone. They can get after you with four. They can stop your run, so you're going to have to play some sort of old-school, complimentary football. That's the way I'm looking at it in order to keep it close. Then if you keep it close, you hope he blinks
2: first. It's got to be a Saquon Barkley game, and even if the run isn't there, you can't give up on it, and you got to throw him the ball. That, to me, is where the mismatch really is. If you're going to get the most out of Saquon Barkley, maybe it's 15 carries for 40 yards. Uh, you still got to try to stick with it a little bit, but you got to throw that guy the ball. The Giants just don't have any real playmakers between Daniel Jones running a little bit to make some plays yeah. and Barkley catching the ball, making somebody miss or running someone over, and then zipping out of the backfield. Those two guys have to play great. Like if Daniel Jones turns into 15 of 25 for 175 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. They're porked and they ain't going to win. I do wonder about the coaching piece of it. Is Nick Sirianni ready for this moment?
0: That's that is Dable has proven that he is. Yes, and I would say not that Sirianni is some you know chump. You know, without and they any made experience. the playoffs
2: last year. Lost. Yeah, we I know. just
0: feel like I think like Dable. I think is surprising everybody. <laughs> you know, and I just think that he's surprising everybody. One, just how is just the way he went about his coaching search, the the staff that he has. That his uh, his uh you know, his team and his personnel, just being willing to just, you know, prove people wrong. I do think there is something to that. Now the Giants don't have a ton of success playing in Philly. Like they just it's it's not good when we look at the history, but they do have a long history of beating number one seeds. That's more of a gambling thing that like when you look at like, hey, why should I make this bet? Well, you know it's more the, of a trend than yeah, anything Yeah, it's like else. oh the Giants are like, you know, they've uh, what is it? They have uh, since nineteen sixty, they're six and against number one seeds. I look at that. Okay, 1960. Like, I don't think anyone cares. Like what they did in the 1960s or 70s or 80s has nothing agree. to do with what they're doing now. Okay, but no, but I'm going to put this on coaching. Now I know that the line is what is it uh, seven and a half? Do you have the right line? So it's yeah. plus seven and a half for the Giants. This to me feels the same way as the Chiefs game. Like so, when I look at the teams that I'm picking, like I almost have every underdog. I'm taking the points with every single team this week.
2: I will say this. At one point in time during the week, the Giants and the Bengals were really the trendy underdogs. You know, the Giants are going to have a pretty good handle at plus seven and a half. I think the hook does matter. Whereas with with the trendy dogs, that is Cincinnati and the Giants. The contrarian underdogs, meaning everybody is going to kind of lay the wood to the other team. Right now, a lot of people are on San Francisco, a lot of people are on Kansas City, and it will be interesting to see if the Giants have sort of one more stand in them, because I'm with you. As much as I'm not in love with Philly, the bye helped, quarterback was hurt, Mm -hmm. going to be able to get Hurts back in theory, and... Are they ready to explode? Is this the whole reason why they went and got A.J. Brown to kind of add to their offense? Or is it just going to turn into Jalen Hurts running around all over the place? Want to leave enough time to get picks, but we got to get some uh, Sunday talk in here. Three o'clock in Buffalo, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Bills are minus five and a half right now. That line has been moving about a half a point here and there. Um, I don't know what, I, I don't know how the emotion of what happened with Damar Hamlin factors into this. Um, I think I, they've used that up since he's old line. I, well, uh, I think but, they've used it up as far but, as that, I feel like they, they used that up. He's been around the team. Yeah. He's going to be there.
0: Oh, this is what we talked about earlier, this, right? He's going to hear
2: Sarah. Here comes the coin
1: toss. And, what and is it they, can they get him
0: out there, what is it that, uh, they used they say now they have all the old timers come back and they say something that Levy used to say, um, anywhere but here or something like that. Something to do like there's some saying. So there's an old Marv the, Levy, saying? Marv Levy, like anywhere but Buffalo or who'd you'd rather be anywhere but here or something like that that they say right. So Seattle they have the uh, they have the old retired plays come and they do the twelfth man flag. Philly has the oh no Minnesota has the little the big giant horn and there's something that they say to kind of get the crowd going. Because remember, if they beat the Cincinnati Bengals at home and the Chiefs win, they will be a neutral site championship game for the first time in Atlanta.
2: Where else would you rather That's be it. than right here, That's right it. now? That's
0: it. Yeah. That is what, I'm so, in
2: Buffalo. I could think of about a million.
0: Me too. Okay, but that is, if he's out there, he's probably going to be the guy that says that. And how long does that last? An opening kickoff they they return for a touchdown. You know what? I was just gonna say it, it does
2: depend on it does depend on kind of how the game starts and I do think there will be some emotion. I also think that this is where the Cincinnati offensive line kind of gives it up a little bit. They'll find a way to stay close. They got a great wide receiver in, in Jamar Chase, as we know. Since he can score, I just think the O line ultimately lets them down. And I know we'll get to the picks coming up. Then there's Dallas and San Francisco. And I've already said that I am on Dallas in this game. So let me give you a little nugget here, okay? Okay. 49ers have won 11 in a row since 2003. Teams that have won 11 or more games in a row have gone 11 and 1 against the spread. And right now it's 49ers minus 4. There's two things I'm banking on in this game. Number one, I don't love Dak Prescott. Played the game of his life against Tampa. I think his good play continues. Number two, pass rush. It's not so much the O-line, it's Brock Purdy. There's only so much coaching they're going to be able to do in San Francisco to be able to get around the rush that the Cowboys have been hitting people with. And it doesn't take every offensive lineman to have a day. It takes one offensive lineman to have a bad day. And then you have a neophyte quarterback who's never been in this spot, who's dealing with pressure like that for the first time with the pressure of the playoffs. I know they're
0: at home. I think the Cowboys went out right. So I like the way you're thinking about this game. Because I kind of feel the same way. Wow. And I kinda well well I don't know if they win it outright, but I the, the issues that the 49ers are gonna have, I feel the same way because how much how longer how much longer can you hide Brock Purdy? Like how much longer can Brock Purdy be Brock Purdy? How much can you scheme up his deficiencies? Can you just throw it to Debo? Can he just throw it to Kittle? Can he just throw it to can you just hand it off to McCaffrey? They got him a ton of weapons. So he's been really, really good, and there's a large enough sample size to make you believe he's not going to pee down his leg. But I don't know. But he had
2: some plays know. last week. He had some turnover-worthy throws that Seattle did not convert.
0: So what he does is, uh, you know, they're real simple. They're careful. You know, their run game is on point. I don't know if Chris McCaffrey is going to have this unbelievable tunnel to run through on the first quarter We're like, there's just nobody even near him. You know, he just runs through like you or I could have done the same thing. Seattle was a fringe playoff It's just team. that's my point. So I'm like, okay, so they should. And they and they own Seattle the entire year. This, they didn't lose to them once. And then when they did beat them, they kicked the crap out of them. Correct. This one's going to be more challenging. When I look at it, you think they're going to win outright. I thought I was like, hell, are they going to give me four points for this game? You're going to give me four points? I'm taking the Cowboys plus four all day long. All right, well, then that leads us. Let's get
2: right into the picks, all right? So uh, we, we've we already established our Cowboys pick, but let's go in chronological order here and try to keep uh, everything in terms of the order of the schedule. It is Kansas City minus nine hosting
0: Jacksonville. For where are you at on this? Yeah, it's a big, big number. No, it is a big number, and um, I think that the Chiefs probably – are winning this game comfortably. Yeah. They kind of feel like, okay, we're cruising. Uh, it's the fourth quarter. Like, no worries. I feel like Jacksonville gets a touchdown late because they won't give up. That's how they're built now. Ooh,
1: back they door don't cover. give up.
0: Backdoor cover. So I'm going to take Jacksonville with the points. I'm going to go uh,
2: Kansas City. I think they win by 10-14, to 14, if not maybe even a little bit more. I could see things falling apart for Jacksonville a little bit in a way that won't take the steam out of their season. But, man, they're in a rough place to be able to try and go win playoff football. Yeah, They were there during the regular season, but – this is going to get cranked up. I'll go KC uh, laying the points. Billy, what do you add on this game? I think the Chiefs
3: win, but I think Jacksonville covers. Give me the Jaguars. Interesting. Turp? I'm going to go the Chiefs on the points. The Jaguars, Ooh. if they come out like they did last week, they don't stand a chance.
2: Yeah, I'm with
3: you. They well, get down split early. Split
2: decision here by the crew. I like it, and uh, let's see here. Oh, good. Billy's writing all these down. That's excellent. All right, let's get to the 8:15 game. I know we just touched on it. Giants and the Eagles. It is Philadelphia minus 7.5. Something tells me because of that divisional familiarity, the Giants find a way to keep
0: it close. Mm-hmm. The hook matters. Give me the Giants plus the seven and a half, but I do like Philly to win. Same, same with me. I feel like they just you play them too much, you understand them too much. I don't care if they had a week off. Uh, this is a different set of circumstances. I I feel real comfortable. With getting seven and a half points, so I'm taking the Giants.
3: Billy. Eagles to cover. Woo! Turf. Okay. I'll take the Giants on the points. What do they say? The toughest thing to do is beat a team three times. And they struggled in the last game of the regular season against the Giants backups. Yeah. It was Davis Webb, his final score was twenty two to sixteen. So I like the Giants on the points. And Hurt's
2: shoulder is hurt, no pun intended. So, you know, one hard fall on the turf, and it could end up really changing everything for them given the injury. All right, on Sunday, the early game. Is Buffalo minus five and a half against Cincinnati? Buffalo is hosting. Oh,
0: Come on, <sighs> this is, this is tough. You tough. Didn't you just say that they were going to get blown out? The Bills are going to blow them out? Oh no, no, no! It was Kansas City oh, okay, on the. Okay. Uh, this I one's just, a little bit Kansas for City on the blowout. Well, it is
2: because five and a half is a tricky number. You know, the the Cincinnati can kind of hang around a little bit. Like I could see them down ten, getting a score, missing a two point conversion. Losing by four, something like that. Um, I'm going to go Cincy to cover, but I think the Bills are going to win. But I'll, I'll I'll go Cincy plus.
0: Okay, so too many points. What what Joe Burrow has shown me, and even if you go back to last year, you go back to this year, they're never out of it, ever. Right? They're never out of it. If and if uh, Josh Allen continues his streak of giving teams extra opportunities, even if they're playing well. Cincinnati will keep it close. Like God forbid you give them the ball at the, with the last you know opportunity to score points. They will score. So the fact that 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 they, that's a plus five and a half. I'm taking Cincy with the points.
1: Wow, Billy Buffalo by a touchdown. Give me the Bills. There you go. Oh, Billy you go. Billy's real
3: definitive on yeah, that he one. Is. He no said that around. with a Thor die. Terp, I'm going to take the Bengals on the points. The Bills did not look good in last week's game or in that game against the Bengals for the first eight minutes before the stoppage. They didn't look good at all. It was all Cincinnati, so give me the Bengals.
2: All right, and then finally, uh, 49ers against the Cowboys. I mean, I'm going Cowboys all day long. They're plus four. They're plus 160 on the money line. I think Dallas wins this game outright. I would consider money line action on this, but listen, if you're going to give me four and I think the team that I have graded out that should win – I, there is a part of me that is banking on the quarterback situation not going San Francisco's way. And some of that might be Purdy plays okay, but Dak Prescott gives you another great game. I don't know about the run stuff that you were talking about in terms of the yards. That's where I think Dak can end up making a difference, him running around a little bit. Give me Dallas to win outright,
0: and I'll take those four and run. Yeah, so I, I just think that the, the 49ers are way too talented on both sides of the football. They're well coached and, I mean, really have everything. They're playing at home, so just that alone gives them an opportunity. So I do think that Dallas um, could possibly win this game, so it makes it an easy pick for me to take, uh, take the Cowboys plus four.
1: Billy, where are you at on this one? Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys by a
3: touchdown. Wow. Ooh, by That's a touchdown. touchdown. He's no that. messing around. No, this is what I like. I like. This is what I like. Billy knows what he's doing. Turp. I'm going to go the 49ers minus the points. I haven't seen enough from Dak Prescott, and inconsistency has plagued him, and I think it does again on Sunday. Yeah, so really
2: interesting here in that we're kind of uh, So we were split on Kansas City, Jacksonville. Uh, we were, we're leaning giants in terms of covering against Philly. We've got, uh, three for Cincinnati against Buffalo. And then three of us are leaning Dallas, uh, against San Francisco Terps, the one that's got San Francisco. So there you go. There's your picks. We will, uh, we'll make sure to try to get those up and out there for you as well. And don't forget if you missed all of our analysis, this final Mm -hmm. hour, All you got to do is go to weei.com and uh, subscribe to the Gresh Fourier podcast. Real easy to do. You can find it at .com. You can also get us on uh, Twitter, Gresh Fourier, WEEI. Are you done as we head into the weekend next?
0: WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on WEEI.
2: Time for Are You Done, sponsored by Unified Office. If you run a business, you know the rough impact the labor shortage can have on your customer's phone experience. Unified Office specializes in keeping businesses from losing income and customer calls and revenue. Learn more at
1: unifiedoffice.com. Billy Lanny, are you done? I am not. The NFL has named their Pro Bowl captains for this season. Oh. Yeah, it's uh Pete Davidson and Snoop Dogg. I mean. So if you thought Mike McCarthy was uh vaping on the sideline, we may actually have that this time around. So
0: the the pro so since the, the reimagined Pro Bowl is what we're talking about, right? Yes, sir. Where it's just a bunch of events.
1: So they have Pete Davidson. Big big guy Pete. Pete Davidson's gonna be coaching with Eli. Snoop Dog's gonna be coaching with Peyton. And what are they actually coaching? I it, mean they're it, just it, they're, it was funny because the article's like, well we're not really sure what they're gonna be doing. I mean they're just
0: gonna they're almost you know what they are? Mascots. Yeah, that's all. That's all right. You get a you get a famous actor uh mascot and you get a famous actor mascot. Couple, couple pie-eyed mascots. So, really,
2: we're bringing in a master swordsman and a guy who understands how to roll. Maybe some of the best joints that you're ever going to have. Best blunts, let's say. Yeah,
1: but do you think? so? Be, I would assume Snoop has a guy that does the rolling for him. Uh, I'm not no. saying Snoop doesn't know how to roll a blunt. Oh. Believe me, I'm not doubting that. <laughs> but I could assume somebody of his uh, to his level uh, has, a, okay. has a little handyman that does he, it for him.
2: I would, I would like to think so. I'm sure that he can get some uh, pre rolls pretty easily, but. You know, Snoop has probably got among the, I would say if there are 10 people in the world that you would pick to smoke some uh, weed with, I mean, Snoop would be in the top five of them. Yeah, Willie uh, Nelson, uh, maybe Seth Rogen. Definitely. In part because. Maybe even Pete Davidson. Well, well, in part because
0: they got good stuff. I would also say that it would probably knock you out. I'd be afraid.
1: I'm with you. I'd be terrified. I would say, like, you
0: you know that they have built an unbelievable tolerance to it. Oh, yeah. So, like, just like, you know, like an alcoholic, I mean, if you want to try and battle like a guy that drinks every single weekend and, like, you know, six days out of seven, like, no way. That's in why hell. I've always been
1: more pro smoking it as opposed to eating it because you can control it better that yeah, way. Yeah. It,
2: it depends on uh, the venue, where you are. You know, if you may be heading into an arena to watch an event or something like that. And,. You got a little baggy fold of them in your pocket to get you And all it of a sudden, you, you think it's through. somebody sitting
1: next to you in your empty seat. Yeah,
2: yeah. Sitting in your empty seat.
1: Are you done? I'm are, done. Are you
3: done? <laughs> are you done? <laughs> uh, son of a bitch. Billy Lanny, that was great. Terp, are you done? I'm not done just yet. So there's this library in... Britain, I don't know where exactly it is, Did you say library, a library, yes, a library. <laughs> and it attempted that the 76 year old man brought back this book and it was 58 years overdue. And they attempted to uh, find him $52,000. Oh, stop Why it. Why would you even bring back the book? I right. Know. That's my question. At that point, yeah. At that point like you know, your late fees are racking up. Why would you bring it back? And Papa died. So we found
2: this book, right? Like one of those deals. I mean, he's, come a high, on. he's a high character guy.
0: You know, he's like the guy that, like, cleans up the locker room after, after a game, right? Libraries those... are still a thing? Right.
1: Uh, I they can't even remember the other last Other than, like, time. on campuses.
0: They have those giant, like, kendo
2: sticks with, like, the newspapers in them and stuff. Is somebody still wasting time? Wait, are they still doing putting, that?
1: Putting those things in the giant sort of wooden... And like Somebody's still being paid to organize the COD catalog. It is. It is
0: interesting though when you think about like what you did in college. Like you actually, I used to actually have to go to a library to actually find information, like periodicals, whatever. Find a book that was like oh. five. Like actually, Wait I had in to line do that. Microfiche reader. Oh, Microfiche. Look at this guy. No, I'm just saying. Like now, wh- I didn't know I was Decimal if, over here. If you are a college student, what use do you have for a, a library unless you're trying to hook up in some dark corner? Or just hang out. Listen. What about the quiet area? I mean, sure. Like, put your earbuds in and go to Starbucks. I feel like Starbucks has replaced every college library or any coffee house on campus. You kind of did nail it that there's a lot of sex being had in libraries on college campuses. open space. It's like, it's real taboo. You're supposed to be quiet. And they're all old. They're all old. And there's lots of nooks and crannies. Not saying that I know anything about that. I'm just saying that's really... What it be should be used for now?
2: Yeah, I think for I think for some the library gets you a little horny. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you done? Know
1: are you done? Are you done? I'm
0: done. I don't think Christian is done. Fourier. Are no, no, done? I actually am done. I just want to say it's not well, really the it's
1: not really the done. library. <laughs> it's not really the
0: libraries that get you horned up. It's the idea of a of a sexy librarian. Shorts That's out the what, books. It's not the books. When have you ever met a sexy
2: librarian other than in the porno or in the movies?
0: That's right. Normally, it's some
2: 85-year-old lady who they moved from the lunchroom that they don't have anything else to do with. They put
0: her in for 20 hours a week because they got to keep her on part-time. No, they're, none of them are sexy, and it's not like the whole Lisa Loeb thing or, you know, She's All That, the whole movie where she's got the glasses in her the hair and her bun. Down. Yeah, she takes oh, yeah. her glasses off, her Locked hair comes her out, teacher. and next thing you know, she's like super hot. No. No. That was a fantasy of mine, though. Oh, there
2: you go. All okay. right, well... UFC 283 is tomorrow night. I love watching people beat the bag out of each other. Uh, Double main event, or I would argue double main event, light heavyweight championship. Glover Teixeira is going to uh, defend against Jamal Hill. Now, Hill is only seventh ranked in the light heavyweight division. But, yeah, you know, there's all kinds of injuries and things like that, and cancellations, and people get hurt, and all that kind of stuff. So, Hill is getting a chance to sort of fight up a little bit for the title. But the, the one that people are watching, the flyweights, the guys that ain't that big, Davison Figueiredo and Brandon Moreno are going to fight for what will be the unified flyweight championship. Fourier, this is the fourth time these cats have fought each other. One was either a draw or a technical draw or something went nutty on it. So this is, in a way, the rubber match between the guys. Even though it's the fourth fight, awesome! That's going to be a banger Uh, in the welterweight division. You got Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny, Uh, and then of course the UFC 285, the one I'm going to in Vegas. You got John Jones headlining. They put Valentina Shevchenko on that card as well. Rumblings are they might throw Amanda Nunes on that card. Just in case John Jones flakes and, you know, does a rail of coke and gets busted by the Nevada State Athletic Commission before that pay-per-view. So UFC 283 this weekend. It will be fantastic. I love some fighting. We're watching Slap League as well
0: or the Slap Fights. Just great entertainment. Uh, Chris Nowinski uh, from the CTE uh, guy. Of course. Hates guy. it. I, and he's... Listen, I... I I love watching it because I'm amazed that these guys actually sign up for this. Because to basically be knocked out, they basically just say, "Hey, listen, you know, unless, whoever I'm going to get knocked out unless you can take that hit." I know, but even Deal if you're like it. the toughest guy, it doesn't matter if you get hit in the right spot. You're going out. Yeah, you're you going get to down. hit him back. It looks so
2: after, fun. I, oh, after, it really looks fun. I'm just so sorry. I can't get over that. By the way, everybody can get over us because we are done. That's it for us this week. Uh, Terp and Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. Foyer and I will be back at 10 a.m. on Monday with all the football, the Celtics and Bruins weekend. Maybe the Red Sox will sign somebody. Who the hell knows? Mego and Arkan are next. I thought I saw. I couldn't tell if Andy Hart is in there or not. I don't think so. Anyway, we'll catch you on Monday morning at 10 a.m.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.